Hey guys, welcome to episode 6 of Articulating BPD and Me. If you're just joining me, we've gone through 5 of the 9 symptoms of someone with borderline personality disorder. For myself, I've been diagnosed with borderline with a sweet 9 out of 9. So each of these things that I am explaining and discussing are my point of view or experience with this particular symptom. Symptom 5 was something that wasn't a big factor or a major factor in my borderline personality, but was still a trait that I am experiencing. Again, it could have been or can be something and another cause of my bipolar, but at this stage it has been verified and to the best of my knowledge and the medical profession professional's knowledge, um, it has been established as part of my borderline personality. So in this episode, we're going to be discussing symptom six and this is a major one this is something that pretty much everyone diagnosed with borderline personality disorder experiences and just keep in mind that you only need five out of nine of these symptoms to have qualified for borderline personality obviously you have to have experienced these these symptoms to some sort of extreme extent you know, it's not just a mild emotional response um, because most of these symptoms are very everyday emotional responses, but the intensity that it is experienced in someone with borderline, the intensity that it has on someone's life affecting their everyday being, affecting their professional and personal life is what will establish a borderline personality. Um, So number six, symptom number six, and I'm just going to preface this with my friends, my family, they will verify this and I am sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry for one, not knowing and not understanding and for so long, so much of my childhood and so much of my adulthood, thinking that this was a normal thing, thinking that this symptom was just how everyone was and not understanding why people got mad at me when these things were happening. So symptom number six, extreme emotional mood swings. Just saying that, (laughs) just saying that out loud, it's it's just something that, you know, people have always said to me. I cannot remember a time in my life where my parents or my aunts or my cousins or my friends weren't like, what the fuck just happened? Why why are you so sad all of a sudden? Or why are you so happy all of a sudden? Or what is this response that's happening right now in you? What, What is going on? And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I kind of, like, did not respond because I was a shy, quiet, fucking anxious child. But I didn't really understand. But being told, especially, you know, when you're in high school and boys are boys, like, you're a fucking moody bitch. (laughs) Are you PMSing? (laughs) That's a great one to hear. Um, Constantly hearing that, holy shit. I just didn't understand it. And, you know, my parents would always be like, oh... She's just, she's just got some anger issues. She just, she's just an aggressive little child. She's fine, whatever. Like, let her be. <laughs> let her be moody. Fuck it. 
And, you know, as a teenager, everyone's like, oh, she's a fucking teenager. This is the way she's meant to be. This is what it is. We just have a difficult 16-year-old who's running amok and having these mood swings because she's 16 and she's a girl. You know, these these social ideas and these, these things that got brushed off for me just being a, quote, moody child or just being a emotional teenager obviously (laughs) were not to the normal extent of others and you know I was talking to a family member recently um you know I haven't told all my family this and I'm sure a lot of them are just finding out about all this through this podcast but um you know I did speak to one of my family members about this recently um an auntie and she did say to me she's like you know what, that makes so much sense. Having borderline for you makes so much sense because there were so many moments that happened when you were a child that were like, what is wrong with Rushi? What is wrong with Rushi? Like, what is going on with this child? And my dad and my mum kind of just brushed it off and my mum now admits that, you know, I was showing signs for bipolar and she is sorry for that, but that's not on her at all. Like, that's, you know... There's no book, like I said, on how to raise a child who may have bipolar or how to raise a child who may have borderline personality. You know, there's no parenting book on how to do that. So how was she meant to know? So it's not at all on her. It's not at all on my parents or my aunties or my my guardians. It was simply the fact that there was these emotional responses that they didn't quite understand. They didn't understand why I got quiet or angry and God, I punched more walls than anyone ever should in their life, probably. And one of my closest friends or colleagues can um, reiterate this. It's one of her favorite stories to tell. She's like, Rochelle's punched a wall twice, twice (laughs) in her first six months working for the company. So, you know, there are these moments that I can kind of reflect on them and be like, oh, that's kind of funny. Why would you punch a wall? Like, what were you, what were you going to get out of punching a brick wall, really? Because the wall wasn't going to lose there. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I can kind of have a laugh at it, but also, also be aware of how serious this symptom has been and how much this symptom has affected my life and my relationships like I think this is one of the things that you know we've already discussed unstable relationships and not having this self-worth and not having this stability in my person but just having these mood swings is exhausting I understand I completely understand empathize for the people in my life that have had to deal and put up with these mood swings and I completely understand why a lot of people have left they don't owe me sticking around no one owes me that but god it is it must be exhausting to not really know how to respond for me not to react and I wish I could help you I wish I could hand you a handbook on how to deal with Rochelle but I don't have that yet I don't know if I'll ever have that And I am truly sorry for anyone that's had to be in a situation where this got too much, where these mood swings were so extreme 
that it was exhausting, that you just wanted to do exactly what I do and punch a wall or just leave. But I get it. And to those of you who do deal with this or have dealt with this and are still around and have just heard me out and be like, you know what? I completely understand that this wasn't in your control and you didn't know any better. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around. And thank you for just being there. Especially when I just did not know what was going on. And I think this is the most exhausting part of borderline personality. You know, we've gone through some serious symptoms. Um, but this one for me is the one that exhausts me. It's been this lifelong not knowing where I stand in my emotions and not knowing whether I was going to be happy or sad in the next five minutes and kind of just getting thrown around and not having that stability in in my head. I was kind of always just a passenger of my emotions. I never had control. I never really understood why I blew up to the extent I did. I never really understood why I got so sad that I wouldn't cry. I never understood why I'd be so ridiculously happy and such an overachiever that I would do all the things and then lose motivation and just kind of stop and be like, hmm, yeah, we're not going to do this now and lock myself in a room. So someone with borderline personality has unstable emotion and moods. That is the best and simplest way to put it. Unstable emotions and moods. So there are definitely moments where you can feel happy and the next completely despondent, completely irrationally low, completely irrationally demotivated or in your head at least, rationally demotivated because you've just given up. And these switches can happen suddenly. You know, it has happened... Fuck, in the last year, while I've been in what they call a crisis state, um, which is essentially the peak of my borderline, coming out due to a few triggers, um, while I've been in this state, these flips have happened, sometimes in a manner of minutes. You know, like I've been having coffee with a friend, all good, all well, catching up, having some banter, all this kind of stuff, and one thing will happen, like the coffee shop will suddenly seem really loud and there's just so much happening and the machine's going off and people are chattering and everyone's voice becomes so loud in my head and I will just completely flip. I will just not, you know, respond to my friend anymore. I will just want to get out of there. Nothing else in me matters. Like I just am so angry and agitated and my mood and my personality completely changes. And right now, I don't know how to deal with those smaller changes. I'm starting to learn and work on the big things, you know, like not having these manic episodes and not having these depressive episodes, but these small little mood swings, I don't even realize they're happening. You know, I, I don't realize that my personality changes so much. It's really funny because earlier this year, 
when I first went to the GP in like, what was it, June 2020, and she, you know, did the thing, put me on a mental health care plan and linked me up with a psych who I only saw for four sessions. And in the fourth session, she was, the, she was one of the first people that kind of agreed with what my colleagues had witnessed and recorded in terms of my mood. And she said to me, you know, she's like, Rochelle, we've had, we've had four sessions and I've had four different versions of you. And at that time, I was like, what do you mean? She's like, there's been a complete attitude, a complete personality, a complete mood, and a completely different person sitting in front of me for every time I've had this chat, like had a, had a session with you. And I was like, but I never once said I wasn't me. I never once said, you know, I'm fucking Jane. I never, I never associated myself with a different personality. So in my mind, I was like, I'm have split personality. Like, what the hell is she talking about? I didn't understand that borderline personality isn't necessarily the fact that I perceive myself as a different person completely, but it's that my personality will flip. And I'll have these moments where, you know, and I mean, like my ex said this to me (laughs) and it kind of stuck, which was, you just stop being Rosh. And that's the best way to put it. I just stop being me. And this other person takes over. And it's not to the extent of, you know, my disassociative episodes with depression or my disassociative episodes with my manic behavior, but it's like this, this flip in me and it's so sudden and it's so intense and I just kind of have to go with it. So it's often, oh, and this is, this is such a, this is such a big part of borderline personality. It can be the smallest thing that, you know, other people just brush off. It can send me into this emotional tailspin. So going back to that coffee you know, catching up over coffee incident. You know, it's like that one minute you're like in this happy, peaceful zone. You're with your friend. You're catching up on all the good shit. You're, you're, you know, it's an old friend that I'm catching up with in this stage. And then for some reason, I don't know what it is. Like a child starts. I don't. I don't even know what the trigger was this day. I don't remember if it was like a child started crying or the coffee machine. It just suddenly, within minutes switched and it sent me so uncontrollably flipped into this other personality this moody person that didn't want to be there and didn't understand why I wasted my time being there and you know was just being a horrible person to my friend and was just like look I need to go I I can't I fuck I can't fucking do this I don't fucking want to be here like what the fuck it's so busy fuck this shit and like pretty much walked out on my friend mid-conversation and she didn't understand you know we were just catching up we were having a good time we were having a laugh and within 30 seconds I was in this this spin this absolute riot of frustration and anger and oh like infuriated I honestly wanted to punch a wall again like what what (laughs) anyway so (laughs) I think the point of this is that these mood swings are intense, 
um, but they do tend to pass quickly. Unlike the emotional swing of my, you know, my depressive episodes or my manic episodes. Um, and that's exactly it. Like the, this, this change of mood, it literally can just be like this moment, this irrational moment where I storm out of the coffee shop and I walk down the street and I get to the end of the street. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're done. <laughs> We've calmed down and I walk back, right? Like it is exhausting. It is just exhausting. I don't even know why I'm laughing about it because it's actually just so fucking tiring, hey? But um, I think that's one of the harder aspects of borderline, um, especially on my friends and family because it's just like, what is wrong with this girl? Like, why is she so psychotic? Why is she flipping the switch within 30 seconds? Like, what is what is going on in her brain? And, you know, obviously I didn't have a diagnosis for so long, so I don't know. I know how to explain it to him. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I just don't, like, I fire up. And I think one thing that, you know, even my parents and my brother, they're just like, oh, Rochelle's just super fiery. Like, she's so hot-headed. She just gets really angry really quickly. Just let her walk off. Let her cool down for a couple minutes. She'll be fine in a couple minutes. And I'd walk back and I would be fine. Or a couple hours if it was something really extreme. And that's kind of, kind of what I always thought was the normal thing or was just what who I was like this hot-headed fiery fuck use my star sign as an excuse sometimes I'm like I'm just Aries whatever like (laughs) I'm just fiery like I'm passionate what do you want from me just let me cool down get out of my face for five minutes and we're cool we're gonna we're gonna be homies again in five minutes I swear but right now I fucking hate you (laughs) And that is it. It goes from this like, I adore you, I love you, you are the end or be, or you are you are the most amazing human in the world to like something that's not even a big deal, but I can't seem to brush off in that moment, flip the switch. And for me, in these these sudden mood change, it's not happy to sad, it's usually happy to angry. And I will literally just fire up at you tell you exactly what I'm feeling in that moment, tell you exactly what I think, sometimes say the most horrible things in the world, but I will never hold a grudge. And I will just turn around and want to be fine and in love with you again and just be like, oh, why was I fighting with my best friend? Like, what the hell? Like, it's all good, it's all good. But obviously to the other person involved in this situation, they're like, what the fuck just happened? This this girl went from zero to 100 back to zero in no joke 15 minutes like I don't want to deal with this I can't deal with this this is this is too much fair enough guys because yeah did not realize that that wasn't a normal emotional response did not realize that that's not what people did um and that's that's a fun one to deal with it's yeah it is, uh, it's exhausting. So, you know, these, these change of moods can last a few minutes or hours. They're not obviously the big episodes. They're just this sudden shift. And it's a whirlwind. It's, it's a whirlwind for me. It's a whirlwind for the people around me. It's a whirlwind for my family who just didn't know for so long. Um, and yeah just getting labeled you know all these things and I think it's it's only now that I've started reflecting on all the times that I've been labeled hot-headed and moody and PMSy and all these kind of things 
I'm like, fuck, society's kind of fucked up. Like, I was obviously having a hard time and I was not a kid that wanted to talk about how I felt. I was not a kid that knew how to cry and express how I felt because I was always so anxious and quiet that I just kept this all bottled up and I just didn't know how to explain that it wasn't... It, it didn't feel like me. It didn't feel like me when I changed over, when I got that angry. It didn't feel like I wanted to flip the switch, but it just kind of happened before I had any control. And it's probably one of my most frequent, most, most frequent um, symptoms. And I think with age, it has gotten a little bit better. But there are definitely so many moments in the last hell like six months alone of 2020 that I can um, pinpoint (laughs) this kind of mood change happening so suddenly and yeah it's it's just difficult all of this is just difficult but um, yeah the the sudden suddenness of these mood swings it's brutally exhausting and I mean I can, I've had days where this mood change has happened over 20 times in one day so just imagine being happy to angry to happy to angry happy to sad happy to punching a wall extremely happy to hyperactive to really sad to really angry really frustrated super happy like <laughs> Sometimes that is my life, and that's where we're at. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> the biggest thing to take out of this episode, besides me laughing about this symptom a lot, I think it's just a whole rush of memories coming back to me, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, like, what? <laughs> what? Like, what went through your mind, child? Um, actually... I know that this is irrelevant and I'm just probably talking for the sake of talking, but it's this is actually probably why I'm laughing so hard about this. So when I told my parents after I got diagnosed, um, the only reason they found out, sorry to the friend that had to do this, was um, actually one of my safeties who had to call my father and tell him I was in hospital. So one, really sorry to my friend who had to do this, if you are listening. Thank you so much. Um, for opening up that conversation with my parents because it actually was such a good thing and I appreciate it so much and I know how difficult it could have been to have that conversation but anyway when I um, told my parents about my borderline personality and my parents are divorced and they've been split up since I was 11 yep 11 just started high school Um, and they they don't talk they're not in contact really like my brother's wedding they said hi that was it but anyway so funny when I told them you know this is my diagnosis I've got borderline personality they both said the exact same thing which was oh we just thought you were hot-headed preceded by the exact same story which was when I was how old was I about eight yeah about eight we lived in this new estate that was just being developed. So there wasn't a lot around, like we were in the middle of the bushlands and we'd just built this this beautiful house or whatever. And my mum was at home watching my brother and I. 
and I don't know what happened, but you know, I was like happy and I was playing Legos with my younger brother and it was all good and well. And my mom came in and just, I kind of like flipped the switch. I was like, but I, you promised, like you promised this, you promised, you promised we could go to the shops. Like, I don't know, flip the switch, right? Mom's like, I'm not dealing with you right now. You're being moody, go to your room. She went and had a shower. Little eight-year-old Rochelle decides to break her piggy bank. I was so mad and so not in control of the following events. It was not like I, yeah, it wasn't wasn't like, you know, a normal eight-year-old responding to their mum saying no to them. It was, it was this uncontrollable, just urge to be angry and prove a point and just be like, fuck you. I was eight. Like, who who does this? Anyway, broke my piggy bank. Told my little brother to go to his room so that he wouldn't have any part of this. And walked, no joke guys, an eight-year-old through the bushlands, across the bridge, down the highway to go to the shops to prove a point. That's how mad I was. And both my parents pinpointed this moment and were like, yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a weird thing. Like that was kind of the, the moment that we're like, how the hell do we deal with this child? Like, you know, your brother was so calm and told us how he felt and cried and all these things, but you just got so mad at your mum that you left the house. You didn't even care about the danger that could have come with that. You just were angry. And I don't really remember doing it. I mean, it could be the fact that I was young. It could be the fact that this was such an emotional response or trigger or the first time I'd experienced this huge mood change that my brain kind of went into this disassociation stage. But the second thing that they mentioned was, you know, when my I think it was like my neighbor it was honestly like two k's down the road because that's where we lived like my neighbor was the one that found me in the shopping center and literally hauled my ass back home and my dad had left work and I was sitting upstairs on this like on the floor and you know they were having a talk to me and they said well, like, I don't really remember this happening, but they both said the exact same thing, which was they were scared. They were scared because when they got me home and they were, you know, obviously getting me in trouble for doing this, one, they didn't know how to respond. I was so young and that was my response mechanism. I was so angry and so fueled with hate for my mum in that moment that, and obviously I don't hate my mum at all, but that's what the feeling was. It was so intense that I wanted to prove a point that I wanted to get mad and I wanted to do something about it. Um, but when they brought me home and, you know, they were getting me in trouble for all these things and, you know, scaring my mum and scaring my neighbour and all that kind of stuff, and they both reiterated that I said the same thing to them, which was... <laughs> which was, I know I'm a bad child... I don't deserve this. I don't deserve 
to be your daughter? I was eight and I said that. So yeah, crazy and um, <laughs> quite a serious situation, but it's just, it's just pretty funny to think that, you know, both my parents who haven't spoken and haven't spoken about this and, you know, I told them completely separately, they didn't know at the same time, both brought up the exact same moment in my childhood where they're like, yeah, not a normal mood swing. We now understand. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, going on from this symptom, I think that's it because let's be honest, I've talked a lot of shit about something that you've all experienced in me and to those of you who are struggling with this mood change, I know how tiring it is um, and I wish I had more answers on how to deal with this mood change. Um, but honestly, I think it's kind of the same things, the same processes that you do for your big episode, which is, you know, meditation. Maybe you don't need to meditate for hours at a time, but those small grounding exercises, you know, when something infuriates you to the point that you want to punch a person in the face, remove yourself. <laughs> if there's something that you kind of want to get off your chest before it builds into this moment, learn how to start doing that and communicating earlier on. And, you know, there's so many people in my life right now that are saying, oh, you're really good about talking about shit. You, you like talking about shit. No, it's not necessarily that I like doing it because I fucking hate it. Me through and through is not about talking about my emotions and all that kind of stuff. But it's the fact that I know that that could be a ramification if I don't. You know, if I just let those little things build up, I will explode all over you and I will lose another person that's important to me. And I mean, I'm still guilty of doing this. It's not like I'm 26 and I've got the formula to not having these, these, these mood swings. But that's why I talk so much. And that's why I'm so open about all this stuff because I need to be. Not only for my own headspace, but for the people around me. And I don't want to lose any more people in my life. So I'm trying fucking hard not to. And I think if you are listening to this and you are someone who knows me, Please understand that I actually just don't know how to hold a grudge. I'm not that human. And I may seem, you know, so immensely angry at you in this in this moment. And I may say I hate you in this moment. But I don't mean it. It's just this intense anger. This verbal vomit that comes out of my mouth. Because I am fueled with so much anger in that moment. That I will say and do dumb shit towards you. Um, but I don't hold a grudge. And if you're willing and able to... I'm not saying forgive my actions because I don't deserve to be forgiven for my actions, but, like, express that that's how my actions made you feel when I calmed down and, you know, that that's not really on, that behaviour's not on for you. Sit down and have an honest conversation. Sit down and tell me. Like, I will always acknowledge my actions. I will always come back and be like, look, I am so sorry that happened. I don't hate you. I don't hold a grudge you know, I, I love you, I'll always care for you, whatever it may be, but it's hard for me to just, because because for me, I would just go back to being normal like nothing ever happened. And then you're the one hurting, you're the one that's in this position where you're like, well, this bitch has something going on, I've just got to let it go, I've just got to let it go, but it, it, it eats you up or it annoys you or you end up frustrated and then you just leave. And that's worse for me in the end, but if I do have these moments with you where I'm just, you know, angry or saying shit to you or 
just being a horrible person, tell me to walk away or you walk away. Honestly, I usually calm down in about five to 15 minutes. Um, I don't hold a grudge and I will go back to acting completely normal. I will go back to acting completely like nothing happened. Um, So in this moment, be like, hey, I know you're fine with this, but I'm not fine with this. Like, I appreciate that you can acknowledge your actions and where you went wrong. But this is how it made me feel. So can we please be better about this not happening again? Or I'm going to accept the fact that you, you know, acknowledge your actions. Thank you for that. But I'm not going to have to forgive you for your actions. And that's completely fine. Fuck it, man. Like, you don't, you don't owe me forgiving, like, forgiveness because I have a mental health issue. I'm still a human. I'm still someone, yeah, I have these fucking triggers and I have these moments and I have these episodes. At the end of the day, for me at least, we want to be treated like a normal human. Fuck, walking on eggshells around me is the worst thing you can possibly do. Because I'm just going to get mad. (laughs) You know, call me out on my shit. Because Rochelle is a logical person. Rochelle likes being called out on her shit. When you start giving into my emotional side, Maud's going to react. You know, so be as real with me as possible and I'll be as real with you as possible. And that's the best advice I can kind of give in terms of this. Um, to anyone that is with someone or around someone or know someone with borderline personality, just keep it real, man. Like, treat them like a normal human. Don't give in to their emotional state. Don't give in to their emotional brain. Keep it logical. And I think my safeties especially are really, really fucking good at doing this. You know, when I'm when I'm having a moment, not once has my housemate been like, oh, baby, come here. Like, let's just cuddle it out. Like, let, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. She literally tells me to get my shit together and she'll be back in my room when more decides to leave. Like, and she lets me be. <laughs> and it works best, you know. She makes sure that I'm safe. But she's not going to give in to my emotional state because the minute you do, that's when shit gets ruined. That's when, you know, we go into those bigger episodes. So, yeah, that's the end of my um, very long chat about mood swings. And I know I'm a moody bitch, but also I'm trying not to be. Um, we're just going to further blame it on the fact that I'm Aries. Is that a reason? No, nah, probably not. We're just gonna we're gonna blame on the fact that the truth is I've got borderline personality and this is one of the massive realities of someone with borderline personality. Um, and I hope that one day there is a book on how to deal with a child that may be developing a borderline personality. Cause then the world's just gonna be a sweeter place for everyone, especially that child. Um, <laughs> yeah, but for friends and family that are listening to this. Thank you so, so much for everything you've done. Even if you're no longer in my life, thank you for being there, you know, and I hope listening on this, you do get some understanding to why I am the way I am. I'm starting to accept that although this is a big part of me, it's not going to overcome me and there will be some kind of resolution or stability in me one day. Um, And to anyone that's, an outsider listening in, just wanting to learn more. I hope you can be a bit more understanding about the fact that mental health, especially borderline, 
we still want to be treated like a normal person and there's no point baby stepping around us but we're also going to have these moments of irrationality which we need to remove ourselves from or you need to remove yourself from um and if you're willing and able have an honest conversation afterwards so i'm going to check off for today because this was a very lengthy episode and i'll be following up in episode seven with symptom seven featuring my lovely housemate who is going to be special guest starring on this because she gets to deal with this symptom quite frequently so i think it would be a fun little input to have an outsider kind of tell me about this and tell me what's happening during these moments but yeah stay tuned for episode seven which will be up very soon